Listen to this song. And fun things are all we ever do. Oh, yeah. That's right up your alley. <laughs> it's lamb chops. Play along. I never liked lamb chop. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I don't. I think the lady creeped me out because she seemed Sherry? like. Yeah, Sherry. She seemed like a, an old aunt. who smoked, Oh, she absolutely was. She's smoked, like, I put a sock on my hand. <laughs> yeah, I smoke six packs of cigarettes a day. Oh, I bet she, I bet that lamb chop stunk. She used lamb chop as a napkin after she ate. <laughs> Keeps her hand in the puppet shape, but just dabs her lip. A big plate of spaghetti and meatballs, marinara sauce all over her, her wrinkled lips. And she takes <laughs> lamb chop and just wipes it. But she can't wash lamb chop because lamb chop's too delicate. Ah. How many lamb chops do you think there were? Like puppets, socks? Mm. Hundreds. See, I would have I would have used the same one throughout my career. So Just by get the end, dirtier and dirtier, like Willie Nelson's guitar. So by the end, lamb chop had holes. Yeah. Eye was falling off. You really liked lamb chop. Huh? I, it I was, did. It's the lyric. It was that one lyric. Lamb chops play along where all we do is have fun. Where kids come to play along and fun things are all we ever do. But I also like I loved Zubilee Zoo. God, I love Zubilee Zoo. Well, as we've Let's talked, introduce to, the Zoobles to you. Yeah, and it had a very catchy theme. We've talked about this before. I know we've played the Zoobilee Zoo theme on one of our episodes. I'm Mayor Ben. I'm here to lend a helping well, hand. Well, look, he should have done more because he was the real talent of the show, and he yeah. never actually interacted with the Zoobles. Uh, he, uh, the, yeah, he was kind of like the god or something. He was like mayor, but yes, for yeah. all intents and purposes. But he, he like lived in. Like that tower, right? He would that watch over. Yeah. yeah, he's like, here they are, and he would turn on the the screen. There was no, there was never any scenes of him interacting. You're right. Would maybe in the intro was he there in the intro with them? The one time they got them together. Oh, like when they're all together, when they're yeah. dancing. Oh yeah, he does because remember he appears. He's they're like, uh, yeah, like he he like that little happens and he appears. And they do the last part of the song. Is this what's happening? Where this is all talk just so we can have an excuse to play the Zubilee Zoo intro? So good. I thought that that like kangaroo girl was so hot. Yeah, she was hot, but she was kind of every every character I was attracted to always had leg warmers. The Heathcliff chick had a leg had leg warmers. It was a different time. You didn't want to show off your leg. You wanted to hide it under a big thick sock. So cute. Oh, and then we've talked about Meg Ryan's socks, her sock work in uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Everyone up. Everyone in. Time for the fun to begin. Come along with us to Zoobly Zoo. Zoo. We get flagged for this. (laughs) Sony. Yeah, the algorithm picks it up. We're trying to profit off the Zubilee Zoo theme. Welcome to Zubilee Zoo. Uh, it's a minute yeah, 30 it's intro. Let's the Zubles to you. I'm Mayor Ben. I'm here. Ben. To lend a helping hand. I'm Bill the Beaver. I'm the big song command. There's daring and... I didn't like Lookout. No, I didn't either. 
What's her name? I liked him. I like Bravo too. She's the amp. Talkative. Cockatoo. Yeah, they're all together in the intro. Okay, now listen. Okay. And then hit, hit, listen to harmony. They're all like Broadway actors. <laughs> getting these jobs. I mean, it's no like, different than cats. I could have been in rent. It's no different than cats really at this point, is it? Yeah. They look like they kind of had, a, you know, a cat-esque sort of costuming and makeup going on. It was the squeal. It's the squealing of the young pink kangaroo. one. Yeah. And a kangaroo named What's up? What's her name? What's that? <laughs> What's up? Her name is Wazat. Was it W H A Z Z A T? Oh, they should they should sue the 1996 Olympics. Louise Valance. I wonder what Louise, Louise Valance is doing these days. She's on Broadway doing something. No, we said at this point she's probably 80. <laughs> 80? Oh, you might be right. Nah, she's probably 60. <laughs> She was very young at the time. She, she could play um, old lady cat. You think so? Touch me, easy to leave me. I did that once without taking a breath. Impossible. Only one person in the world like, can do it. Whoa, I did it. Um, but did, were you belting it? Yeah, I think so. For well, a stage? Not, or I mean, no, for, for, for a stage. theater of um, 4,000 people? I think I was in my kitchen. I can't find anything about this. It looks like she changed her name to Stevie. Cute. She got rid of Louise. Louise. <coughs> what was her middle name? Stephanie Louise Valance, known as Stevie Valance, also credited as Louise Valance during the 70s through 90s as a Canadian actress, musician, composer. Anyway, age at this point. Nobody knows her age. <laughs> nobody has any clue. Though she was active Starting in 71. But, you know, it doesn't mean anything because you could start when you were eight. Sure. What's that? I said, sure. She's not as cute as I remember. Her hair's a little nuts. Her hair's nice. She has a nice short haircut in this picture I'm looking at. It's like pick, It's like all spiky. How come no one knows her her age? She's hiding it. It's you a, think so? It's a shame the state of Hollywood is. Oh, she's <laughs> sixty. Ben like, I'm not changing my name. I'm I, Mayor Ben. I found that she's she's sixty three. She's sixty three years old. I said sixties. I was right. She was. I mean, she was probably eighteen when we watched Zubilee Zoo. <laughs> was that Kangaroo Zubilee Zoo Facebook page? Oh my God, there's a great Facebook page. <laughs> Come along with us to Zubilee Zoo. Giggle. All right, I'll have to check it a out. A nine-year-old pink kangaroo who loves music. This is her Facebook page. And I'll check it out when I, with my fake Facebook account afterward. Oh my God. Oh my God. 
I shouldn't <laughs> I shouldn't get on Facebook anymore. Why? I made that comment about the memes not being funny on the super oh, secret. That's fine. I feel like that page isn't like it used to be people at least talking about the show. And now it's been whittled down to 12 people who partake and are active and nobody else is active. Mm, you might just be seeing the featured posts and not every post. No, I go in. I go in and look at it all. I click on the on the link that says. Because I, yeah, I, I have some people um, turned on for approval before they can post. <laughs> So I have to screen it first and then I decide whether they can post it or not. Damn fucking power trip. It's not a power trip. It's just like, you know, some like moldy meme of a lady saying something about gender. That's not funny. No, I, un- I understand. It's just like, all right. I've deleted. Kidding. I've deleted some myself and I'm not even on there that often. But there's no place for I mean, the, the the internet is the place for junk. I was going to say there's no place for junk, yeah. but it's like, oh, yeah. the internet is the place for junk, but there's still a standard of junk. It's like, you can't even meet that low bar. This is so fucking awful. <laughs> it's like, I'm deleting it. And all the shit stirring. Anyway, I don't know. Facebook. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. So in 2019, this Facebook page was, the change was, na- the, the name was changed. The real Zubaroos of Zubilee Zoo, the official fan club for Zubilee Zoo. And then in 2020, changed the name Hallmark TV series starring Ben Vereen. <laughs> Why did they change it? They're like, Ben Vereen. How old's Guys, Ben, ben Vereen? 90? Gosh, probably. 75. <laughs> I mean, that guy was the star. He was the, he should have, I wonder where they paid him. I know. Maybe that's why he was never with them was because like, we're just going to shoot every scene for you for the whole season (laughs) in like a day. I'm sure that's what it was. We got you for it. He's like, you have me for the day. (laughs) Though I'm, I went to Juilliard. (laughs) Uh, It looks like he's only worth $5 million. If you uh, trust those (laughs) online (laughs) <laughs> what was Ben Vereen that, like what was Mayor Ben was he an animal yeah, he was something yeah what was he oh no a thing a leopard oh a leopard that's right so there was a leopard a lion these are oh alright a kangaroo a toucan or something and then a, a, a fox yeah, wait it, fox was the outside guy no, the fox was the performer. Thespian. Bravo. The thespian. You know that guy was pissed. He's like, not only am I doing this stupid show where and I don't get to, you know, perform my craft, but now I'm also playing a thespian on this stupid show. <laughs> and I have <laughs> Let's see, I'm looking up I'm looking up my net worth. Uh, do you have a net worth pay? No way. Are you that famous? No, nah, there's a field hockey player named Gregory Russ who's apparently oh. worth $1.2 million. I don't know. Dang. That's US dollars. <laughs> does New Zealand use the dollar? I know Australia does. I mean, their Mayor's own dollar. Island. I don't know. I don't have a worth thing. 
New Zealand, that's the New Zealand dollar. Look at that. Uh, your worth thing would be, she is worth $18.12. One K. <laughs> It'll have the less than symbol one K. <laughs> oh boy. Unbelievable. What are you going to do? What are you gonna I'm gonna g- introduce the Zoobles to you. You gotta start working harder. You gotta pull yourself up by your bootstraps and start putting in a little more time than 15 hours a week. I don't know what that means. For more time? Uh, no, <laughs> I just mean? I just mean I just mean that then you know you do the show, but you got plenty of time and you gotta parlay that into more opportunity. You gotta sell more farts and socks and yeah, get more. Uh, endorsements. Yeah, I would love more endorsements. I feel like I do a really good job. Yeah, that's that. They, I assume they're happy with it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, <clears throat> when I started doing the live reads, I randomly got a lot of compliments about the live reads. Those live reads are so good. There's, you're doing a great job. From whom? Yeah, listeners. Well, that's nice. Yeah. And you could have gotten $115 a month for this podcast, but I couldn't figure it out and I gave up on it. Oh, really? I thought you did figure it out. I was, it was very, every step was too complex. <laughs> yeah, you did have trouble. Every step of the yeah. way. So we lost out on $115 a month for this podcast. Well, and that's what's going to break me. Well, that would have been helpful. If only I had that. It would have been nice yeah, to have. We could have gotten an extra couple rolls of toilet paper. I have a subscription. Did you refuse to use Scott? Also, I have a bidet that I am loving. <laughs> okay. God, I love a bidet. Yeah, we don't. I don't need the details. I've everyone up. Everyone water clean. Water goes in. But it's not warm water. It's not a fancy bidet. Well, the I best have. The bidets have heating mechanisms, and I have that, but I don't. I can't. Um. The, the something or whatever that's underneath my sink, when you, it won't, the water doesn't turn off mm. with the knob. Mm. So it's stripped. So if I tried to mess with it, then it might like pop, like it break the pipe. So we can't do it. So my building guy was saying, next time we have to turn off the water for the building, I'll let you know so that you can quick hook up the, hmm. the hot tube. You think he's really going to do that? I think he'll forget. You should just go. His name is Erickson. Isn't that weird? You have access to the basement. I would just go turn off the water of the whole building for five minutes. Yeah, like minutes. do it at like 4 a.m. Yeah. Just, I don't know where it is. It's somewhere. You can figure yeah. it out. Just guessing game. What is, <laughs> what is we chewing on? <laughs> Apple slices. Oh, my God. All right, well. Everyone cuck. Everyone spin. Aren't you going to have brunch? Aren't you just going to partake? Yeah, let's go. In, yeah but you're eating yeah. apples leading up to it, ruining your brunch a tight. Well, I have to. <laughs> We're probably not going to eat until like noon or twelve thirty. I can't believe you're doing this brunching. Well, I'm going with my mom and the kids for Mother's well, Day. I, I understand. It's a nice thing. Just brunch. Think of you hanging. Well, with it's not Jared. brunch. It's bottomless mimosa. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, it's 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 we're, it, we're, it's not even brunch. Let's call it lunch. Here, kids, it's orange juice with bubbles. Mm, now go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Puss. <laughs> oh my God. Greg Puss. Did anybody call you that when you were a kid? No, like, nobody, they- nobody, nobody, nobody ever called me Greg Puss. Did, was there ever like a mean nickname for you? No, there like- wasn't. No? No. I mean, look, I know that it rhymes and it's seemingly obvious. Greg Puss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, nobody nobody did it. Greg Sus. Autumn Armpits. Well, they called me Autumn Prince. That's, like, what, is, deal. what does that even mean? Because like instead of a princess, we could Oh yeah, so the prince. oh because you're a woman and the prince is a yeah. dude. How insulting. <laughs> I just remember thinking like lame. <laughs> it didn't bother me at all. And then uh hey autumn don't fall. And even that I was like hilarious. I like autumn arm prints. Yeah, footprints. That's what my dad said that he was going to name me. He was like teasing his mom or something saying like we're going to name her foot footprints footprints i mean that's i think arm would have been better arm would have been more fitting arm yeah armprints oh armpits yes oh see i'm thinking prince i know p-r-i-n-t-s i know that's a little uh, more of a stretch Mm, um i think it's the same stretch no it's not no it's it's not more of a stretch yeah it's no it's the same stretch prits prits to pits or Prince to Prince. I, you tell me which one's more of a stretch. <laughs> and then you lean back in your chair. Yeah. Why don't you you take tell some, me which one. Why don't you take some time to think about it? You tell me. All right. Well, no, nobody, nobody uh, ever said anything about my last name other than just getting it wrong. Even recently hmm. in the merger at work, I'm meeting new people. And someone asked, now, is it pronounced Roos? I'm like, no, it's not. Why is this so difficult to understand and pick up on? Why do people want to make it more difficult than it is? Because Russ couldn't conceivably be a last name. It's like, that's just too basic. That's a first name. Yeah, it doesn't. It does seem like it needs to be like Rustenfield. (laughs) No. You know, like it needs more. Just Russ. Roos. It's not Roos. If it was Roos, it'd be R-U-S-S-E. Charlotte Roos. Remember that place? Our, you, you ever shop yeah. at Charlotte Roos? Sure. I, I never went in. I just remember it from the mall. What the fuck did they mm-hmm. have there? Clothes. I know they Girl had clothes, clothes, but were they fancy? Were they sequined? I no, always, I think they were real cheap. They were like um, Forever 21. What? I thought it was a, that was a high quality place. I think it was cheap. Maybe it's just cheap now. I don't remember. I loved Wet Seal. When Wet Seal came out, I was like, oh, yeah, Wet Seal. Why? What was the appeal of Wet Seal? It was just, uh, it seemed, maybe it was just the right timing. It seemed like more of a, it was like, I don't know, more of a grown-up kid store. (laughs) Oh, look at this. I looked up Charlotte Russe, and now it looks cheap. There, that because what I remember in my mind was this fancy, like the sign to the store was this fancy script. Yeah, I think it still is, right? No, if you look at oh. it now, they've changed it to a print, and it looks cheap. Like it matches, I guess. If they're cheap clothing, you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, that place has cheap clothing. 
Oh, yeah, that does look bad. Charlotte Russe 90s. Because I think that's why I thought it was fancy before, because they had cursive and the, at least upon initial glance, the idea was, man, that's nice clothing in there. I don't know why I applied it, but I did. And now I look at this. Oh, yeah, it was nicer. You're right. So it used to have this, you know, cursive Charlotte Russe. And it was more dimly lit, you know? It was nicer looking. Now it looks like shiny. It looks like um, Katy Perry or something. Now her <laughs> stuff's always so shiny and clean and crisp. <laughs> it looks like Katy Perry. Yeah, the Katy Perry aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that the, is. Think about her stuff. There, It's always like very bright, saturated. But she have what it was her stuff. She have clothes that she sells. No, but her like her concerts, her videos, they're all like, you know, there's like candy everywhere. It's sparkly. It's saturated colors. It's really bright, shiny. I like Katie that's what Perry. the new Charlotte Russe looks like. Previous Charlotte, like 90 Charlotte Russe. Mm. Looks like um a fancy, a fancy lad. Yeah, it looked a little higher class. I like Katy Perry. I don't know why she gets such shit. I think out of Does them she? all, out of them all, she's uh, maybe Gaga's first and then Katy Perry. Why does she get shit? Uh, I don't know. People seem to not like her. And they put oh. her at the bottom of the list of the pop stars. Do you know who's at the bottom of the list of me? Ariana Grande. Not a catchy song to be heard. Not a hook that sticks with you. Nothing. I don't know what the the Lord uh, her is. I do. What? Her, like prepubescent look that's what people like huh probably i saw this um that ponytail is going to cause her to <laughs> lose her hair traction alopecia that's what that's called well let's let's she'll be soon she'll be wearing a wig well i think that ponytail is a wig no no the 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 tail is <laughs> you shatter the pony's tail you shatter it you shatter um, my Beliefs and views of Ariana Grande. Oh, you know, it's Grandy. <laughs> <clears throat> so I think she, uh, she's, I think she's pretty talented. She works really hard. She does a lot of good things in the studio I've seen. Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't mean to take any of that away. Like, whatever. There's, she's famous. She has a lot of fans. She's rich. She's better than me. I don't deny any of that. I just think for whatever reason, I've never heard a song that stuck with me. I'm like, oh, wow. Are this you is... sure that you might just not know that? Oh, I know. I know. I hear them. I hear them. And I say, who the fuck's this? And then someone says, that's Ariana Grande. I say, what? This is what people are drawn to? <laughs> is there a song? You can tell me. Obviously, I'm not well-versed. Is there a song that's really catchy? Um, Like Firework. Think. Firework. That that thing catches you and yeah, hooks you. Yeah, it's a good song. There's no firework in the repertoire of Ariana Grande. <laughs> uh, sorry. <clears throat> I don't know any of these songs. Save Your Tears, Positions, 34 plus 35. That equals 69. <laughs> Seven Rings, Side to Side, Rain on Me. Thank You, Next. Mm. Bang, bang, break up with your girlfriend. Now, and if you look up a list bored. of Katy Perry songs, you'll know half of them. 
That's true. I kissed a girl. Hmm? I kissed a girl. Roar. Firework. Swish, swish. I actually don't know that one. I don't know that. (laughs) Swish, swish, swish. Maybe that's what it is. Bon appetit. Cause you're hot and you're cold. You're yes and you're no. You're na 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 na. Teenage dream. Even though she's probably 32 when she was singing that song. <laughs> that was a cool. That was a funny video. I think. Teenage dream. <laughs> oh, so she's got some feud with Taylor Swift. Is this what that said? There's probably oh, sides. There's lines. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all put to the side. That's all done. Oh, that's over. I don't know why they don't like her because she's 37 and they think she's still playing to teenage demographics. I don't know who doesn't like her. Who I just, I that? just hear, I just, this is the <laughs> word on the street. You bring up the fact that you like Katy Perry and people are appalled. They recoil. I don't have an album of Katy Perry. Neither do I, but I, you know, I'm on her side. Yeah, I am too. Man, that video of her crying and being so upset. After uh, she was separating from Russell Brand. Oh, I don't know what this is. It was right before the concert. It was like right before. It was like, yeah, it was right before. I don't think she was. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. She was just really upset and it's and devastated and heartbroken. And they're telling her like, hey, you know what? If we need to cancel today's show, like we can do it. But like the, you know, arena is filled with people. And she just has to suck it up. She says, start, Todd. Like Todd starts putting makeup on her. And then, you know, she's walking, you know, in like the bowels of this place, <clears throat> like crying. You know, she, and then she's, you know, standing on the platform that's going to raise her up onto the stage. And she's so sad. And then she just like breathes and then like puts a smile on her face and then is like risen up. And then she has to be Katy Perry and pretend like everything's awesome. And, her it's, life was falling apart. It's difficult. And that's why I can appreciate live performance. Mm-hmm. You have a shitty day uh, with your normal job. You just go half-ass it. You get through things. Nobody really mm-hmm. thinks about it. But you have to perform for people. An arena filled with love and adoration. And she didn't want any of it. The only person that she wanted it from wasn't giving it to her. <gasps> oh, that's so it. I was going to say before, I didn't, I didn't know what this video was. But now it sounds like it's, it's part of a documentary or something. It was, yeah. Which is different. I, th- I was thinking that it was like a social media post. It's like, why are you doing this? I'm just. Oh, no, no. There's a level of privacy that I think I can respect. And everything needs to be put on display these days. I okay. agree. I like when it's on display. <clears throat> I'm sorry, something's up with me. Yeah, use your mute. <coughs> what are you sorry. doing? Mute. <clears throat> mute. Sorry. Mute. I have to hear you clear your throat. Yeah. Sorry. And sniff mucus. Oh my god! Do I have COVID? Maybe you do. I should check. Possibly. You've already had COVID like six times. I feel. Nah, I think just once. Anyway, the topic of today's show, which I guess when we were talking about Charlotte Russe. Uh, yeah. Why were we talking about Charlotte Russe? Because you, my last name. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but they sell clothing. But you wanted to talk about nudity, a cheap desperation. <laughs> You know that yeah. nudity's thrown up there as the topic for today's show, and the listens uh, are going to roll in. 
so nudity. I'm full of nudity. Ah, my throat. Oh, I'm not going to get through this episode. I know. I don't know what's happening. How many okay. times have you heard me cough or clear my throat? <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought I muted it. I really, I pressed it and it didn't oh. take and I coughed. <laughs> oh, you know what? You're going to hear me cough. You think it's funny. <laughs> Do your favorite uh, snarky, irreverent podcast hosts ever cough clear their throat constantly on the mic no there's a level of professionalism even though they're just people there's a guy um on a on sup uh that i listen to and he yawns a lot yeah that's this is outrageous i thought it was weird at first now i don't it doesn't bother there's me. no respect there's zero respect there's this idea it's like i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want and people are gonna deal with it and you know what people are dealing with it they're not not listening. They're still listening to the show. So he's got no incentive to change. Swish, swish. You ever think about doing one of those podcasts? You want to, you are going to do one of those. That's what, that's your real dream is to do a podcast where you just talk about the reality show. And then you get, um, and then you get I would famous. I love to do a Jersey Shore recap. That's already been done, I'm sure. By- I can't find a good, but you know, like a good one. Not like the stuff that's out there. It's like, oh my God. And like, they just, mm, yeah. <laughs> Why would yours be Wait, better? Because I'm not, you know, I'm not going to have people talking over each other. And it's the show's not going to start with a uh, audio or uh, the mic on my laptop recording me. <laughs> well, I mean, you should give it a go. You should try it. You could get mass appeal. This show's never going to have mass appeal. So uh, something like that could. I'm talking about pulling yourself up by those bootstraps. Yeah. Maybe I'll figure out the Zencaster thing and get that sweet 115. You start doing a bit more work and then you, you've suddenly got a, a world famous podcast. Well, and you're, you sent me that. You, you sent me the little mini board. So now I can do my own uh, thing that I want to do, which is interview the Ferners here in Crofton. Yeah, I don't think that's going to that's not really going to pick up no i like the idea it's a nice little practice run but you got to do that mainstream trash well, show what i want to do is i want to talk to the people that run um the croft like oh living in the triangle which is this little magazine that people who live in this community receive um so yeah i want to and i want to be featured in that like i want to talk about it you're going to team or up i want to get a job there Unless you're going to team up with them. Do they pay? I feel like those community papers don't pay anything. They people might not are, pay anything, but... People are just doing it because they like it. Yeah. And there's a weird, again, notoriety that comes along with it within the community. Where it's right. Like, That's me. And then people I'm whisper when they go to the crab shack. Like, that's the triangle person. Actually, I don't think anybody really reads it. Oh, that's sad. I know. Maybe the old people do. Sometimes that's worse when uh, there's no money involved and it's just a passion project because the person who's in charge of it, uh, it can be overbearing, I feel. Mm. Because it's like their baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be cool if you can get involved and make a supplementary podcast where you 
interview the residents of Crofton, Maryland. Yeah, just to get, you know, it, it would be like a little NPR type of thing, like little little interviews, getting to know somebody. Oh, I mean, I know you want to interview combo. people who move there from other countries, but mm-hmm. just in general, like, why the fuck? That's how you, here's how you should open every episode. Why the fuck do you live here? <laughs> it will kind of be that. Like, how did you get here? And yeah. why? Did you ever dream as a little girl? <laughs> in Ukraine. One day I will live in Crofton, Maryland. It is my well, dream. It's not a bad place. <laughs> That's what the sign says when you're <laughs> driving in. <clears throat> no, I'm saying it that way for you. Crofton. Not a bad place. Not a bad place. It's really nice. You're you're coughing, you're sniffing. I know. I don't know what's happening. I've got lots of gespilke. <laughs> Just you know, I, I I hopefully with your next show. <laughs> Come on, every I don't do this on every episode of this show you or do even it on, on the you, radio show. You do it quite often. What? There's a lot of clearing of the throat. I just leave it alone because you get sensitive. Oh. You get sensitive and you're attacking me. Whoa, don't use that mocking tone. Why are you getting you something I feel? <laughs> you're just going <laughs> after me. You don't let me be myself. It's like, hey, there's not much standard equality that I put into this, but there's a little bit. I care some. I care. I'm not saying you don't care. You just don't care <laughs> as much. <laughs> so. No, we just have different standard. I mean, listen, this show is filled with some <clears throat> throat clearing and a little <laughs> sniffling. It's not like that every show. I, go, I listen back. I don't hear myself doing that. Go back and listen and start to keep a tally. You'll be blown away. Well, I'm, I'm sure that you do something I could keep a tally of. Not any of that. My The crutch that I do is when you're done talking, when you're saying something, I say, yeah. And then I launch into what I want to say. That's my thing. And I try to be mindful That's fine. of it. You're allowed to do that. No, no, no. No, you wanna, you're too critical. You want to better yourself. You don't want to have the same thing each time. It's just a way people have conversations. I was going to say conversate, and I really don't like that conversate. I feel like it's not really a word. It's how people conversate. <laughs> <laughs> well, nudity, huh? Let's let's let's. Yes, I think it's an interesting idea <laughs> concept. Nudity. Yes, our natural state is an interesting concept. I mean, it I know. kind of is when you when you start thinking about it and breaking it down. Uh. The reason why I felt interested in it is because how we feel in this particular time frame in this society when we're naked, even with ourselves, sometimes you don't want to be naked. I I don't like it. I'm never naked. Right. And (laughs) never nude. So. Well, no, that wasn't that wasn't supposed to be a reference. Yeah. I'm obviously naked at times, but for the most part, I don't like it. I feel exposed and vulnerable. Right. And if you think about, I don't know, times in history when even during civilization, you know, in, you know, places that had culture and civilization, like the Egyptians, there was a lot of nudity then in that society and it wasn't sexualized and I, or, or, and it wasn't, um, shameful or embarrassing or inappropriate, you know? And I, I, I don't know what shifts, you know, I, I understand 
climate has something to do with it, whether you're protecting yourself from it in some way. But even outside of that, you know, if the climate was mild and you could be nude, there are still plenty of civilizations that that chose not to be nude and did associate sort of like embarrassment or shame or sexual, you know, something to it. So you're just trying to explore the shift. Yeah. When did it happen? Well, I did some research. <laughs> you did. That's, uh, this is this is good. I'm glad. I mean, obviously, clothing in its most basic and early on was like a tool and protection, right. as you've said, from yeah. the elements, from climbing through a, a thorn patch. <laughs> if you had to. <laughs> get to the other side for whatever reason there's a briar patch but well, what are your clothes really gonna do who catch knows? some of those thorns yeah of course keeps them yeah. from poking into your skin yeah so i mean in your research what did you find what do you what is it tied to what uh puritan group came along and shamed everyone and said uh, your naked body is a terrible awful disgusting thing and you should never show it to anyone because then it makes people think about sex. And that's an awful, shameful, disgusting thing. Yeah, it wasn't even in um, like Greece and Rome. People were still nude and like the art was nude. Well, I mean, what the Olympics, right? The original Olympics were all yes. nude. And you had that wrestling where guys were just going at it with their sweaty bodies. <laughs> touching each other. <clears throat> I don't feel like we see a lot of historical nudity in like china i can't i don't know i can't speak to the history of nudity across the world because again personally i look i'm with you in the fact that it's a ridiculous concept that being nude is something that you should (laughs) be ashamed of uh but i don't like it so personally i don't uh want to be naked i used to at some point swim with my shirt on as a kid not because you felt fat. <laughs> no, not because I felt fat. I just didn't want people to see my boobs. Not that I had boobs. <laughs> just <laughs> your nipples, your your prepubescent nips. I was I was afraid to show people. I was I was overly anxious uh, because I have you know a lot of moles and freckles, and I remember hearing that exposure to the sun when you have. Freckled skin can lead to cancer. Mm. And I think that frightened me and I didn't want to take my shirt off. And uh, when we were playing soccer, I was playing soccer as a kid. And one of the practices was skins and shirts. And the coach said, you're going to meet skins. It's like, no, I need to be on shirts because moles and the bad (laughs) to be. So do you think that was just an excuse that you like found for yourself? Like, oh, good. This will be my reason. Not because. It makes me just feel uncomfortable for some reason. I mean, again, you are, there's a feeling of exposure. Uh, Uh This idea that if somebody attacked me and I were naked, uh, the attack would be more effective, even though that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Your pajama pants aren't going to stop anything. I don't wear pajama pants. I don't like pajama pants. No, I know you don't, but I'm saying a pair of pajama, like you're saying, if you were nude and someone came in and you had to fight them and they had a knife. Yeah, there's this idea. Whether you're nude or not, <laughs> <laughs> the knife's not going to stop it. A 
pair of flannel pajama pants. No, I know. Absolutely not. But, but you feel more protected. Yeah, it feels safer. And, and it's just interesting because, like you said, with, you know, during the first Olympics, you know, if they're like wrestling, what are they? I don't know. Did they throw javelins and shit? Like they did it all naked. naked flopping around with with wrestling. It makes sense because you know, if you're wearing floppy clothing, then there's something for you to grab onto. Even wrestling these days with the singlet. Yeah. It, it's so that thing was made by pedos. <laughs> so you can't <laughs> grab onto a bunch of clothing. You have to really grapple your opponent. You have to get personal and close and you know what I'm interlock just limbs. I'm just realizing like with wrestling like that, I guess, what is that called? Collegiate wrestling? Not fun wrestling. <laughs> it's, it's amateur wrestling. Okay. Well, anyway, so that type of wrestling, you're up in that person's armpits and yes. they're like sweaty crevices. Yeah, at some point their butt may be in your face. I wrestled. Yeah. I did did a bit of wrestling. Did you like it? It's very it's very tiring and difficult. Like you just do oh, a I couple bet. a couple rounds of a few minutes and you're absolutely exhausted after I it. Bet. Just and, playing around, I remember, like with your friends or with like a boyfriend, you know, and you like try and wrestle. It is really difficult. I mean, we used to do backyard wrestling, which is totally different. Um, during the height of the Monday Night Wars, WCW versus WWF at the time, before it was the E, because the pandas didn't like it, the World Wildlife Fund. No, no, that's ours. We're the WWF. We're taking it back from you. People will get confused when they're looking for pandas. It was a very wrestling. Yeah, it was a very strange thing because they had been around for so long. If it had happened right away. I could understand. Yeah, why did they do that? I don't know. Maybe it was ongoing and mm -hmm. it just took a long time to play out. I never looked into the litigation behind it, but um, you're not a real fan. But we're doing that backyard wrestling, which, by the way, I'll tell you, I was very cut at some point in my life. And there was a picture of me with my face all painted, uh, but I had my shirt off. And somehow that picture got around, passed around school and high school. And uh, the whispers were coming. I didn't know. I didn't know that Greg was so cut. Look at that. Look at that <laughs> so body. Now you should have seen the definition that was He's on so me. Cut. Yeah, you should have seen the definition. That I think in that instance, I was like, moles be damned. I will bring on the cancer so everyone can see my six pack. Was there a six pack? Yeah, I'm telling you, this was a Dang. real thing. I was, this was. I was in really good shape at one point. Awesome. I wish I could find Congrats. that picture where I'm holding a baseball bat and my face is painted uh, in the backyard wrestling at my parents' house on the trampoline, which <laughs> fucking, it was insane. Like at some point I found a discarded kitchen sink and we brought that and like we'd throw it at each other. And <gasps> no, you're doing ridiculous, dangerous things. Yeah. And if somebody got hurt, I'm sure my parents would have been sued. I think it's the world we live in. You're like, oh, that I makes sense. Yeah, I mean, what would you do? I mean, if if your parents like refuse to help pay for medicals, <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things where it's like we're making our choice to do this. We're making this mm -hmm. is on us, but because my parents allowed it to happen, if somebody got hurt, yeah, they, it would have been the end for them. Did they allow it to happen? Did they know it was happening? They knew what we were doing. Yes, I didn't know if it was like after school. Oh, but your mom didn't work. 
So she was around. She was around. I did, it was uh, it was pretty insane. But anyway, the point is yeah. that at some point we were doing that, and I was like, I'm going to get into real wrestling. And I tried out for the team in high school, in high school, and I, I made it. And I invented this move called the double S, where you slap a person in the ear, and then you spear them to the ground. And it worked pretty well. You slap and spear? Yeah. That's the double S? The double S. That was my signature move. Are you double S, Russ? <laughs> there it is. And you also had to clean the mat so you didn't get ringworm because there's such <laughs> sweat. Sweat dripping off the bods of the young boys in yeah, high school. singlet. Yeah. Your singlet and your little wrestling boots. Did you have boots? And they're little shoes. So did you get naked in the locker room? Yeah, we got naked in the locker room. And did soccer, too. you feel weird too. about that? Uh, oh, and soccer, too. No, I didn't necessarily feel... I know it goes against what I was saying, and the fact that I wouldn't even go swimming as a kid with my shirt off, but for whatever reason in that situation, it was fine, except for the one year that a creepy assistant coach in the soccer team would like hang out. I was like, why, like, why was he hanging out wow. when we were showering? Like the real coach and the assistant coach, the second assistant coach, who was the JV coach, they would leave, but there's this one guy who would just like hang around and Wow. Do you remember what he would do? He was like stand there. He had he had to be yeah. Yeah. Catching glances on purpose. <sighs> Scary. Yeah, it is. You think about it. Like I don't know, at the time and, and we picked up on him, like, why is he here? But you don't really think about what's happening. Yeah. Than, you think like, oh, are we in trouble? Like are is he watching us to make sure we don't like shiv each other in the showers (laughs) but uh yeah that was a wide open shower it was uh one of those things where it's uh, a pole there's several poles in a a shower pit and then four shower heads on the pole wow and you did that so i've we had that but nobody used well as far as the girls you know room was concerned we nobody used them and then all of us changed our shirts and bras or whatever by like putting the shirt, you know, like doing that thing where you like, I don't even remember how to do it anymore, but it was some way where you like, you never had to really take off your shirt to take off your shirt. Yeah. Why was that? Because we were all shy, I guess. Was there embarrassment? Yeah. I guess there's comparison that happens. I mean, well, I think we probably could use more of that actually. With the comparison. comparison. Yeah. Well, I mean, to the- see normal bodies looking like, normal bodies there's always the guy with the big schlong though he likes being naked he'll be naked longer than everyone else he likes to show off putting his leg up it's like standing there with like his his leg up like knee bent <laughs> and his elbow on his knee talking to you yeah it's like all right congrats good airing for, out his taint good for you you i mean that's the thing still in the locker rooms we go to the gym even outside of Guys with big ones. I'm just in, in general, the older dudes get seemingly the less they care and they will put their leg up on the bench and dry off their Oh, like balls. powder their balls. Yeah. <laughs> just in front of everyone. Like even at the gym now, when not that I've been in a long time, when I would go to the gym recently, uh, I didn't necessarily feel like getting naked there. So I would go to the shower if I showered at the gym uh, with uh, like my underwear on until I got to the, the shower. Well, why wouldn't you just put your towel around you? 
Eh, because I forgot to bring it, and the ones they gave you were very small. Oh. But then when I got out of the shower, I would I would wrap around the towel as best I could and then be naked for like five seconds. That's what I mean. I feel like there's so much. And like I, I would like to go to one of those Korean sort of bathhouse things, like those Korean spas, where you must be naked. Like beyond this point, you you will be naked. And and it's interesting that some culture. Oh, all right. Well, I just said that I don't feel like historically there's a lot of nudity in China, but <clears throat> at least in this Asian culture and even in Japan with their onsens, you know, they're they're naked and they're uh, nobody cares if they're naked or not. You're naked around each other. It's part of their culture. Yeah, I mean, there's mixed not not in Japan because they have to separate the genders because you know the, the dudes are creeps even with the subway yeah. it's like this is the all yeah so you're not being groped on the train when it's packed but you know i think a lot of the saunas are mixed gender use there's still tribes out there that live naked oh yeah plenty of tribes <clears throat> people are naked i'm sorry i'm still clearing my throat yeah i know i'm muting a lot though to cough oh, well thank you i appreciate that Sometimes it just comes out. Um, Yeah. So I just think it's. Oh, you know that one tribe that puts that like long, like stick on their penises? No. I'm talking about. I'm not familiar. There's some tribe. Like that's part of just them walking around. They put this like long stick around their dicks and just walk around. It like bounces around while they're walking. Okay. So not only are they comfortable with nudity, <laughs> but they're just also accentuating the things that we would be sort of embarrassed about. Well, nudity when in sex are not synonymous. I'm not, I know you, that's not what you're saying, but I think there's this idea that the two got intertwined at some point. Yeah. Uh, nudity's, you know, just nudity. You're not wearing clothing and sex is very specific. You're making a choice to share your body with another person and to me, is a huge distinction between the two. But, you know, whenever, when was it decided that <laughs> people didn't need to be responsible for their own actions uh, and it was okay that they couldn't, quote, control themselves? So, therefore, we needed to do everything we could to make sure a situation didn't arise where a person, uh, you know, wouldn't act inappropriately. Like, I don't find it like it's up to us to be clothed at all times or not show off too much because that dude over there will want to have sex. And if you're tempting him and he right. gives in, that's your fault. And what the Partly fuck? Partly it's your fault, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is that and where did that come into play? Well, I mean, I'm sure it came from, well, I'm assuming it came from religion with the Eve eats the apple and fucks everything up. Yeah. So like, she's the one that tempts you. And that's like, I mean, I don't know if this is why, but all of the hijab, you know, burqa stuff that people are wearing hijabs, I guess a little different. Cause it's a lot about just covering up your hair. Well, I mean, it's the same thing in Judaism. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a, like, because you won't tempt others. This idea. Uh, yeah. Don't show your hair to God. Why? I oh, because it I feels boastful or something. Yeah, I don't know. I can't speak to it. I prefer well, not to try. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a little bit different. But the whole thing of wearing a burqa, right, to cover your whole... 
all of those rules that sort of the Muslim community has where it's like, don't talk to other men that aren't your husband or your family. Uh, don't be alone with other men. Don't. It's like, why? Because why? Follow, t- show me the thread of logic that you're saying that this is this is why this is you're doing this. What, well, this is the rule. Well, even here's here's the quote I just found. Martin Luther: A woman is not the master of herself. God fashioned her body so that she should be with a man to have and to rear children. So yes, the moment a woman is put in that box where your only existence is to have children, your body's not yours. Your man will tell you when it's time to put a baby in it, and then you will fulfill your duty. Didn't Martin Luther put the nail the things to the church door yeah that's the thing he was the progressive guy in all of this <laughs> he was the he, he was the one uh, reforming so the church reforming the church yeah let's reform the church but ladies your body's not yours it's men so yes as soon as you it's get your father's and then it's your husband and if you don't have a husband then it's your and your father dies your brothers <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting but you're probably right mm-hmm. but that you know that's the the moment this happens, then a lot of this falling into place makes sense. Right. Uh, it's a shame that we ever got to this this point because, as you're saying, apparently, like even the Middle Ages, nudity was common. It was well, really if you think the push. About some of those paintings where women have their breasts out, you know, I would think of them as being very conservative. You know, like all of that, you know, ankle showing. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right time period or not. But well, yeah, again, breasts being shown. What's the big deal? The fact that uh, it's been made into a big deal is why we're at this point where guys drool when they see boobs. Right. It's like turned the breast into something. It's given the boob a lot of power. Yeah, maybe that's empowering for you. How do you feel? I mean, I'm glad it's in my favor, but then the other, the the downside of that is saying like, well, again, maybe a man could say, well, she had her boob out, so I couldn't control myself. With great power <laughs> comes great responsibility. Well, and just having bigger boobs, as I do, sometimes you're wearing a shirt and, or like a, like a top, you know, and you're like... It's not a booby shirt and I'm not trying to show off my boobs, but they're just there, you know, and I don't know. Sometimes I feel inappropriate, but I just can't help it because they're just I mean, I think my friend once told me she's like, well, you like to show off your boobs. I was like, I don't. <laughs> they just exist. You know, if, if you're wearing a V-neck shirt, it looks different on you because you don't have as big a boobs as I do. It's not I don't have huge tits or anything, but I do have some that, you know. Someone might look at you and say, oh, she's showing them off. It's like, no, they're just existing in the world. They're just taking up space. Yeah, I never thought about what I would do if I had boobs. Like what what choices I would make about how much I showed them off. It's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Never crossed like my said, mind. Like I said, sometimes you're not really even showing them off, but clothing. But would I be conservative with them? Would I want to lean into it? I can't say. I think that you would be pretty conservative. Yeah, you think I'd be wearing one of those uh, dresses that comes up to the neck? Uh, 
No, but I think that your your boobs would be very um humble. I'm not the kind of person who would use it. Like I I think there are people right. who, who lean into it when they have well, nice sometimes bodies. Sometimes if you want to be like if you want to be a little sexier, you might have a little bit more boob. Yeah, maybe with a specific person. And it doesn't have right. to be limited to boobs. I think if you have a nice body, like people with nice bodies like to show them off. Right. And uh, even in my glory days, my backyard wrestling days, when I was in good shape, I never really thought about it uh, until that picture started making the rounds somehow. Woo. <laughs> I don't know how it got out, but I remember. Where is this picture? I don't know. I don't know. I just remember it. Some... You keep everything. It's got to exist. Oh, I didn't own the picture. I, someone else took the picture and then it got passed around at school. Whoa, passed around. But even in those days, I never thought like I wouldn't leverage my body uh, for... I, yeah, you wouldn't like like oh, I'm so sweaty and like lift up the bottom of your shirt to wipe your face <laughs> to expose your chest and your stomach. It didn't cross my mind, but maybe if if you're you know wanting to impress someone because you want them to like you, and obviously if you're attractive, that's the easiest most most direct way to do it. Um, yeah. Then there's nothing wrong with it. Like I don't want to. In talking about this, I don't want it to come off as like, oh, if you have a nice body and you're showing it off, there's something. There's not. I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily. No, I don't think so either. Uh, I. I I mean, just like with anything, um, there can it can feel a little um, desperate. Yeah. uh, To to say like this is your only point of personality is this physical aspect of yourself well there's a couple i mean sometimes just genetically you're gifted with a nice body and then at that point it's like okay like the guy who flaunts his giant penis like okay Mm -hmm. great good for you like what do you want what are you looking for you didn't fucking do anything now if you're working out and you're putting a lot of time and effort into it I still think, all right, you know, come on, you're taking this a little too far, or you can take it a little too far, and but you know, you can be proud of it. Look what you did. You've got the results. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't. I don't either. Like you've got results. You're show like if you built something, you painted something. Yeah. People come see it, and you feel nice that someone's enjoying what you created. So if you put the work into your body, and you want to show it off, great. Now. Yeah. Now I, shut up. <laughs> no, I think, shut up about it. I was gonna say now I think, you know, some of the greased up, really chiseled bodies are kind of off putting. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a lot that, of there, sorry, there's a lot of talk on TikTok, you know, about well, at least on my for you page where it's like female perspective on male hotness or male attractiveness. And um you know, the the guys who think that women want that muscly body builder, you know, big muscly dude, like that can look, I don't know, uh, safe, I guess, because maybe they'll help you if you're in danger, like they'll <laughs> protect you. I don't know. Maybe, you know, uh, biologically that might be true, but really that's what men are attracted to. Men are attracted to that. Women typically are not. Women have a way more sophisticated way of judging hotness. Typically, not always. Some are real shallow. I mean, if there's and a they guy- probably are just reacting to things that like society sort of tells them what is hot. And you have not. you have zero attraction. Let's say I'm not talking about bodybuilder, professional, where it's you know 
nonstop. Like gross looking. That's what the. That's all matter of opinion. Yeah. Uh, but to you, you've just answered that question. You find that to be uh, gross looking. But somebody who's got some definition in their body and they take care of themselves and there's minimal fat, uh, but it's not over the top. Do you find? Oh, that's fine. Do you find that appealing in any way? Sure, of course, because it also shows that you care about yourself. You care about your health. You're putting effort into yourself. You're not, you know, disgusting. But when you're too much of something, maybe just too much of anything, it might be a turnoff because I think, well, you're too strict. You know, you can't have a pizza with me on a Friday night. Yeah, and I feel like there would be judgment. Uh, I can't be with a person who's not taking it seriously like i do say that again i think there'd be judgment coming across oh from that person yeah Yeah. it's like oh why aren't you getting in shape or at least even if they didn't feel that way this would be my own neurosis but uh i would feel inferior it's like oh well you're in shape and i'm just here well again that comes to uh, i guess a lot of what this show is about is shame well, I mean, th- I, th- I think there's the other side of nudity that you wanted to talk about. We were just talking about why it became uh, taboo to be nude in the first place and, mm-hmm. you know, without getting too deep into it because I don't have all the answers clearly tied to religion <laughs> at some point. Yeah. And uh, the prudeness that comes along with that. But I know that you have this idea that seeing more naked bodies would reframe what we thought of as being normal and absolutely it would and would and make I think people feel better now. It would make people feel better ultimately since yes. most of us don't have what is to be considered the ideal body right We're, what we see as the human form is highly curated and very specific but even and- even in the you know times when nudity was more accepted if you're looking at statues those are good looking bodies and they're not uh they're not chiseling the marble of the average middle-aged man sure uh they did have more voluptuous women as statues you know but because really women who women who are a lot of the ideal, at least coming from my perspective from the 90s, you know, and all of that garbage that we were fed about, you know, Jessica Simpson being fat <laughs> when yeah. she came out wearing mom jeans with those leopard belts on her fucking hip. Well, this is also she the time of like fat. heroin chic. So, right. Those women may look good in fashion clothes. I don't think they did. I think that's unhealthy looking to me. And, it was, and, but and to put that out there as the standard was pretty. Uh, I don't want to say inappropriate, but it's it's not good. It's like, oh, I need to get as skinny as fucking possible and become bones. Yes, that's what women were. That's what like all of those like, um, Christina Ricci, Paris Hilton, uh, Christina Aguilera. Think about how we all talked about J Lo's butt. And wow, what a butt she has. She's got a Latina butt. What a big butt. Look at her. Go back and look at what her butt was. It was absolutely nothing. 
But we, it was shown to us like, whoa, her butt. It's a weird, it's a weird standard that we have. But like I said, okay. So if we, I think that if our culture um, incorporated more nudity, we would have in our minds, we would just be used to seeing different types of bodies. And like I said, not just curated bodies. It would be bodies that are very different and may look or have some similarities to your own that maybe before you saw someone else with that type of body or that type of feature that you felt insecure about, you see it on someone else and you don't judge it. And you think, oh, why am I judging my thing on my body? Um, and I really do think, I mean, that is changing. You know, they're doing all of those campaigns where, or even like the, the what are they called? The statues in Target? <laughs> mannequins. The mannequins. <laughs> the mannequins, you know, are, are of different sizes and stuff. And I think that that's important. I think it's good. You know, you're seeing unphotoshopped women in underwear where you see their stretch marks. So that you say to yourself, like, oh, yeah, that's that's a normal body. And I, I know that some people think it's, you know, body positivity. It can go too far as to be, like, obese and unhealthy. Um, well, I, th- I think the thing with body positivity or anything, when people are trying to change a viewpoint or a widely held right. belief that everyone a collective is uh you know they start shoving it in your face mm-hmm. that's that's and that's not specific to this i think anytime it's like okay look just to me if you want to change people's ideas and views on things you just start presenting the things as normal and you don't need to keep calling attention to like look what we're doing look how great we are look at me i'm the one like who's- dove when dove was always like we're changing women's yeah there's no need to do that you just start presenting things as normal. And if you don't speak to it and we just see things around us, I think idiots, we see it. Well, I think that, I think that goes a a long way. The moment you, you know, start telling people they're wrong for believing things that we've been forced. That's been believing things that have been forced on us. Yeah. On our whole lives. It's like, Hey, look, I didn't do anything. Yeah. I live in this fucked up world where, Heroin chic was a thing, and I was told that it was good. I, even in talking about this, I wonder how much of it is uh, us being conditioned, and how much of it is built in. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, what is? Do you think that if a different body type was presented to us throughout our lives and magazine and media as being the attractive body type, that's what we'd be attracted to, or do you think? it is this inherent idea of what's attractive. Like you're just born, you never see any of that. And is there a certain type that most people would gravitate towards? I don't know if it's probably, I think it's pretty, uh, it's, it's like interwoven with lots of different things. Preference, um, your, maybe some biology, right. To say like that, well, those hips wide for baby I put in, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But I do think that we are, I think that we, as a social experiment, and I think historically it's like that. Women, women's bodies 
used to look a, or um, certain women's bodies were more attractive because, you know, they were round and fat and maybe they were healthy because during a time when you were skinny, it meant that you were poor, you know, not you weren't or men too, like men's bodies being fat was a rich man's body. And so maybe in some ways that was attractive. Yeah, like having gout. It's like, ooh, I want to be with that man. <laughs> you know, maybe he can't. Maybe I'm in a society where I don't need to worry about running f- because I'm a I'm I'm prey to something. So I I don't need someone that's like physically fit like Greg Russ playing soccer without a shirt on. No, it was from it was wrestling. Oh, wrestling. I mean, it was soccer. It was during soccer too, but. But what I mean it, you know, and so now <laughs> I'm in a society where it's like, no, I, I don't I don't need to worry about surviving in that way. But hey, money is really helpful in this time period. This guy with gout seems to have enough money to give himself gout. Well, so, it's the same thing. You know, the reason anxious people, uh, there was a time in history when being physically fit and bigger that was the most important thing, the survival of the fittest. And those people got to pass on their genes because weaker people would probably die, perish. But then there's a point in time, you know, as you're saying, where things shift. And then at that point, the most important thing, because things have calmed down and a bit of civilization has grown uh, and maybe things are a bit more settled, is like a person who is thinking ahead and maybe worrying a little bit and, and contemplating what could happen. That becomes, but really that becomes yeah, like a, a trait that helps people survive and it is, it's always shifting. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I think it's, you know, when I ask that question, I think it's impossible to answer. As you said, it's very complex. There's a lot at play. I do think that what we are shown does have a lot of influence. What we're told is ideal has a lot of influence, uh, especially because everyone just pathetic and wants to fit in and doesn't want to be in a spot that calls attention to them to be made fun of because they like something that isn't the mainstream and wasn't what something that's not considered um you know the ideal i feel like stuff like that is changing i think kids i'm sure still have lots of insecurities and comparisons and all of that stuff but I mean, I had some kids come up to me yesterday and say that um, Peter came up to them and these kids were maybe like 10 or 11. They came up to me and said, Peter, this that little boy, is that your son? Yeah, it's my son. He, he came up to us and said that this other girl told him to come to us and say retarded. Huh? They were telling on Pete for saying the word retarded to them. Yeah, but what was it again? He told them to say... Yeah, something like some girl told Peter to go tell the boys the word or to say this to them. Anyway, that part's not important. The important thing, the thing that I thought was like, what if I was, I would never go to a parent at that age and tell them anything like that. Like I would never tell on a tiny kid. How old were these kids? They were maybe like 10. Yeah, but I mean, they're at a, they, they've been told that they're not supposed to use that word and yeah. you know, they hear it and to them, like I remember shut up being a big thing. Like in yeah. first grade, 
I think a lunch lady got annoyed with us and said, shut up. And we were so appalled. Like we wouldn't even say it. She's, I remember saying, she said, shut. And we would point up in the air. <gasps> wow. And it's funny how quickly that changed. And then, you know. All right. Well, maybe they curse, were just on that cusp. Curse words falling out of my mouth only a couple <laughs> years later. Um, my point was that I just thought it was interesting that maybe that kids are just different now and aren't going to, you know, the, uh, the, the, the bully probably isn't as cool anymore, not because of anti-bullying necessarily, but because it's like, Hey, uh, we don't do this. This is not cool. There's a different type of bullying now. Like, I think that is going to be the bullying you're talking about when kids are being fed what's right, what's wrong, but it's so distinct and there's no room for error and there's no, right. uh, no there's no room for the nuance of it all that Pete says retarded and you know as a kid and other kids can't really grasp this but there could be a point where it's like oh he just said that and then let's destroy him it's right t- and that is a t- yeah I mean, should sure should we use be using that word? No, I have no need to use that word. And if no. if it's a word that does more harm than good, and I don't know what good it does, like there's always the argument. It's like, but that word really means something. And sure, okay, it did. It means something, and that still does exist. But there are other words that can take its place mm-hmm. and uh, don't have a history. Yeah, I don't need to yeah. use it, but. Outside of that, like, you know, a kid's got to learn things. Uh, a kid's going to say the word. Like, Pete doesn't even understand at this point. No, what he's he saying. didn't. My biggest concern was that he did something that some other chick told him to do. I was like, you never have to do anything anybody tells you to do like that. Yeah, he just did it. Yeah. Like, and, oh, and then that could get him in trouble with these tattletales. Yeah. He, these, she these made me. Bullies. She made me steal it. I just wish there was like the, uh, you bring this up and I haven't thought about it because I don't have kids, but I think it's always hard enough to be a kid. But if, if kids are being conditioned this way by their parents, so like these are bad people, like I right. feel like it's lazy parenting. Like you can you teach your kid why you don't use that word and why, you know, it hurts people. Uh, but obviously somewhere in there, too, it's like, oh, well, I heard someone else use it and I want to get them in trouble. So they came to mm-hmm. you. And you're the authority figure. You're the one who can impose the most punishment. They know this. And at some point, it's not the parent. They'll, they'll take it on themselves to impose the punishment. Um, you know, I wish there was more understanding and more ability to read a situation in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, this person used the word, but maybe they don't understand. And maybe I can talk to them without shaming them and yes. get a better result out of it. Uh, you know, that's not where we are. Pete should be canceled. Thanks everybody for listening. Please uh, like and subscribe, rate and review our show. Tell your friends about this cool podcast called One Topic that you like. Yeah, I uh, hope you fell for this episode where we said nudity and people tuned in and they thought it was going to be you describing your naked body, maybe, <laughs> maybe sharing some pictures with people because they're perverts. Sorry to disappoint. Again, yeah, just like the just like idiots. the breasts episode, but the <laughs> nudity going to listen, and then they're angry with us now. 
Well, you know what won't make you angry is some deliciously locally made in Chattanooga hot sauce. Go to hoppandpepper.com, use our code 1TOPIC15 for 15% off. And manja. Enjoy. Abundanza.